Hi, everyone. My name is Mark Snyder. Welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount Card. For over 4,000 discounts island-wide, visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. And coming soon, the MapTunes Shoppers Discount mobile app. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. So let me introduce my three guests this morning. Kathy McGrory-Powell, president of the Wantaw Chamber of Commerce and owner of Universe Home Services. Yes, correct. Lionel Chitty, after nine years as president of the Hicksville Chamber of Commerce, he is now their executive director, and he's also a board member with the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce, and he's the owner of Lionel J. Chitty and Associates Business Consulting. Yes, sir. Ian Danby, chairman of the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce and the owner of CyberNet. That's correct. Good morning. Good morning. Kathy, Lionel, and Ian, welcome to Chamber Chatter. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's start, as I always do, by having each one of you tell us a little bit about the communities that you serve. Ian, there's a lot happening right now this time of the year on the barrier island of Long Beach. Let's talk about it. What's going on? Actually, we just came off um, a home show over the weekend. And uh, also, we had a chamber meeting last night, so it's been a little bit hectic for me the last week. Uh, but we've got lots of good stuff, as usual, happening in Long Beach. A lot of the things are brought on by the city of Long Beach. Chamber tends to do most of their events uh, pre-summer and post-summer so that we can bring more business into the town for the businesses, because most businesses are very busy during the summer itself. So it's uh, a wonderful time, wonderful beach, and the beach is the real place that everybody wants to go to. Of course, we try to bring people into the downtown. We have kind of three business sections in town. They're all thriving, all doing very well. Lots of new businesses coming in. It's very exciting. What are the three sections? You got West End, you got the Park Avenue District? Yes, and we have the East End too. So there's a- And the the East End going toward Lido. Yes, absolutely. Very good. Kathy Wantaw is the gateway to Jones Beach. (laughs) That's true. Very true. What's happening in Wantaw? Well, right now we are running a 50-50 raffle where people can win up to $5,000 in cash. um, And that's one of our fundraisers for um, the upcoming events. We also are working on our Winter Wonderland. This will be our second year. Last year we had it at the Historical Preservation Society. We'll have it there again. And um, then we're going to start working on our St. Patrick's Day Parade, um, which will be coming up March 15th. And uh, looking for volunteers and ribbon cuttings. Got two more this week. We've opened a lot of businesses in the last two years. I'd say probably over 10. And we're very excited about it. I'm happy to hear that. Lionel, uh, if we drew a straight line from the studios here at WCWP South, Crossed over the LIE, we'd crash into Hicksville. the hamlet of Hicksville. That's hamlet right. Of Hicksville. <laughs> What's going on in Hicksville these days? Uh, a lot's going on, a actually. A lot's going on. We just finished our street fair uh, last Sunday. It was pretty good. I couldn't stay all day, but uh, we had a very good turnout. But the talk of the town right now is the Hicksville revitalization effort. Uh, they've been talking about revitalizing the same area since 1969. I was born in 68. But it looks like things are finally coming to fruition. We've got the town on board. Nassau County is just finishing up their uh, traffic study. We've got a meeting later on this evening to see the results of that. And uh, we've got developers lined up waiting for our zoning to get changed so we can start uh, making Hicksville a place to live, workshop, and play 
right there at the largest train station in Nassau County. What's the timeline on that? I know it's, there's been a lot of talk and it's been going on for a number of years, but I know time takes time. We are looking at a timeline, but it keeps shifting. Again, you've got a lot of moving parts. You've got the town of Oyster Bay. You've got the, the county. You've got the DOT. You've got the MTA, Long Island Railroad. You've got the community, the planners, the developers. So we're looking within the next uh, 12 to 14 months to have some real, real solid items going on. We have one building that's uh, being converted from office space to residential slash mixed, mixed use uh, retail on the bottom. Uh, that should be done in the next couple of months. So that'll be our first uh, first stake in the ground. And uh, we're waiting to see what else comes. And this is all going to be centered around the train station? All set around the train station. We call it the Triangle of the Angel, 106 Broadway. I'm sorry, 10, uh, 106 Newbridge, Old Country Road, and 107 uh, Broadway. Okay, so as someone who's worked in that town multiple times, um, that's a fast area. The roads there are yes. high speed. Yes. Um, a friend of mine actually, 5.30 in the morning, uh, was hit by a car running for the train and uh, was in a coma for a long time. And it's been a year now and recovery's been slow. Um, what are the plans to circumvent those roads? How are you going to move people around if you're going to develop that area? Have you seen any plans or is it still in the development stage? We've seen stage? some plans. Unfortunately, I know a good friend of mine, her daughter was hit working at Ikea going across the road. Uh, long road of recovery. She just graduated college. Uh, young man about two weeks ago just passed on his bicycle. He got hit on Newbridge. But uh, part of the parking study is uh, what we're going to be talking about tomorrow, or not the parking study, the traffic study. It's called Complete Streets. Um, I don't know if you've ever sat in any of the Vision Long Island events, but it's an entire program to slow traffic, make walking more safe, taking a look at uh, where the dangerous areas are and see what we, what we can do to make those areas safe and more walkable. So if you see some drones hovering over Hicksville, <laughs> it's not some kid. It's the uh, the designers that are actually taking some uh, decent traffic counts so we can sit down and uh, come up with a decent plan to make that area safer. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested. Uh, Kathy would be kind of like um, trying to take Sunrise Highway in Wanta where it bends and it's a fast road and saying this is going to be the area we're going to develop and it's going to be for pedestrians and you say how are we going to make that happen or in your instance Park Avenue you know in Long Beach those are fast mm -hmm. roads um, so I'm very interested to see what they come up with for, uh, for Hicksville <laughs> exciting stuff um, Ian uh, your chamber leadership went through an overhaul in it, recent years. It did. Uh, without throwing anybody under the bus, <laughs> um, what's going on there now? It seems like you're running more uh, by committee than maybe you had in the past. Well, there's nobody to throw under the bus. We have a, a team now of 13 board members, and um, we're all equal. We decided not to have a single person in charge, um, executive committee style. Um, purely for the reason that we want to start fresh, completely new, try to get some new faces. We've got a younger team in, and everybody has a little job to do. Uh, it is obviously, as I'm sure you find with any volunteer organization, getting people to uh, not just have ideas but implement them is, <laughs> is a lot harder than it might seem. Uh, but we do a very good job, I think, uh, in Long Beach right now, and I'm very happy we've got some fantastic people who are coming up with great ideas. We have many new events. Uh, we may back, go back to some of the older events too, but it's been a total revamp, and uh, it's, a, it's a long road. But I think I think we've we've moved that over that edge of 
where people didn't want to join the chamber to, hmm, I think I ought to join the Chamber of Commerce. So I think in that respect, we're doing a good job now. So you went from having a president uh, who took a dominant leadership role uh, and changed it to more of, a, like you said, a by, run by committee. Uh, was that a tough sell to the um, to the membership? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think um, I think the tough sell was convincing the membership that we were relevant, and I think that's and again I think that's a, a probably one of the largest issues that most chambers go through is why should I join the Chamber of Commerce? What do you do for me? So uh, I don't know that it's been any different in the past. But we're certainly attacking it very differently, and everything we do is uh, keeping the membership up front, and everything is for the membership. So providing benefits, providing avenues and opportunities. But I'm saying if you change leadership to um, more uh, you know, of a run-by-committee, um, Lionel Cathy, as you know, it's very hard to get board members and then board members that want to work. So you've got a, I think you've got like 16 people on your committee and everybody's You have like 14. 14. Now, 14. Right. But I don't really see how that's any different from having a few people. Nobody was paid in the past. So everybody was always volunteer. So whether you've got 15 people volunteering or if you've got two or three, I'm sure that the last president uh, did a lot of work and possibly all on his own at many times. So it's much better to spread the load. And I know I agree with you. What I was saying was it's it's difficult to get. I mean, you imagine having fifteen people on your your board that were all active. I don't know what you do, Lionel and Kathy, but that's a that's a big number. So great. I'm glad things are going well. They are. All right, uh, Kathy. Yes. Um, there are just a handful of chambers on Long Island mm -hmm. that are closed chambers, mm -hmm. meaning that businesses outside the zip code are are not uh, able to join. Right. Um, you're certainly in the minority. What are the benefits and what are the drawbacks to having a closed closed chamber? Well, I can't say that we really are closed anymore. Um, oh. For instance, my business is based out of Seaford, but because there aren't any chamber members who do exactly what my business does, what Universe Home Service does, that we, as the board a couple of years back, when I wasn't even on it, uh, approved us. And that's how we look at it now. There are people who want to come in and um, if they don't compete with anybody who's a, a current board member, um, sorry, uh, chamber member, then we put it up to vote. And just recently we had somebody and to us, he lived in Wanta, but his business wasn't in Wanta. So we asked the person in Wanta how they felt about that because it would have been a direct competition. And that person said, I prefer not. So because they are a very active member, we agreed with that. And we said, we'd love to have you as a resident, but we can't have you as a business. Ian, you're, you have an open chamber, which is actually open to quite a, a – you've got the whole Barrier Island and Island Park. Correct. Correct. Has there ever been any discussion about having a closed chamber and keeping it just to the city of Long Beach? We rewrote the bylaws that were ancient uh, when we, a few years ago. And the discussion was, uh, was had, but it's a very difficult discussion to have because the bottom line is you would like, as a chamber, I would hope, to increase the business and ultimately increase the value of property, et cetera, in your local area. Um, we are a barrier island. We don't want to alienate 
the smaller uh, outskirts that perhaps could benefit from all the networking events and the things that go on in the city of Long Beach. And again, we're a city as opposed to anything else, and we have a city government to deal with, but that also enhances what we do. So I think that spread the load, spread the wealth, it, it's all, it all works out. Lionel, what's Hicksville's position on... Uh, well, when I was president, that uh, situation did come up, and I laid it out. Um, we had a couple of organizations that were in the city. Uh, one was a, a very large uh, college, and they wanted to join. So we went back Wait, and forth. Wait, the city? You're not talking about the city of Long Beach. No, you're talking, talking about the city, about city of Manhattan. City of Manhattan. And well, the city of New York. Yeah. I, I, I sat down and I said, okay, so if a large financial institution in the city wanted to give us money and participate in our events, we would say no. And you could hear a pin drop. And they said, mm, yeah, yeah, okay, let's give it a shot. My whole thing was Hicksville is Hicksville. It's very large, a lot of disconnected pieces, but we needed to get more things going. So when we had other organizations come in, we attracted more attention. So then we got to the point where more businesses wanted to find out what's going on because we were able to offer more services at the time. You know, if you were dealing with a marketing company out of the city and there was a small marketing company here, maybe you guys should work together. You know, hash around ideas. Again, it, the chambers are designed to promote business, period. I didn't care if it was somebody from Wontor or somebody, for example, we each have a Margarita's Cafe in our locations. I knew when he came to Hicksville, I was like, great, you have another one in Wontor, that's great. You know, let's, let's try to work something out together so we can all participate and drum it up because if you stay amongst yourselves, what I feel is you're going to see the same people over and over and over and over again. And it could be of a great value or it could be of a detriment. So we tried to just blow it out of the water and get more, more, more organizations that we could involved in the chamber. But it worked out good for us. Well, I've seen the, your, your, your spreadsheet. I mean, you've got a, a nice uh, contingent from Massapequa, mm -hmm. uh, Levittown, um, and more importantly, north of you, Jericho. Yes. Which just recently started uh, its own chamber I of say, commerce. Bless them. <laughs> yeah. So, but I remember there was a while there where you were saying, "Look, let's get as many of those Jericho businesses we can because they don't have a chamber right now, and we would love to, you know, represent their business as well." Um, but I can see how some it could be an issue like uh, Kathy, you were addressing, where if you've got a business in in Wanta, um, they'll make it up a printer, mm -hmm. you know, and now all of a sudden there's a printer from Seaford or a printer from Massapequa who says, oh, we'd like to be a member of the chamber. I can see how that Wantor printer might, it worked to might a, it take worked a to little a benefit. Bit. We actually had a situation where we had a printer, printer in Plainview that was very heavily involved in our chamber and the printer in Hicksville got upset. And I was like, well, you're not even a member. Where have you been? <laughs> so maybe now you need to start getting on board. And we went back and forth and they joined and... We just mixed it up a bit. And also, we had the largest train station, so a lot of business was going back and forth. So that's why we took advantage of it. Right. And right. membership is key, and you do try to spread the wealth out amongst your members. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Lionel, um, you were um, Hicksville Chamber President for almost uh, 10 years, right? Was it, is yes. It, it was not. Okay. It was counting. <laughs> yeah, I think I met you your first year <laughs> yeah. on the job. Um, what are the pros and cons of you know, having a tenure that long? The cons are you get worn out. I mean, after a while, you start seeing the same situations, the same problems, the same concerns, and you try to get through them, and they just keep coming back. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, the pros were is that I was able to establish a name for myself. 
and also the chamber. You know, I did a lot of network, a ton of networking. Sure. And people started saying, hey, listen, what's going on with Hicksville? I see this guy everywhere. You know, I was one of the, one of the first presidents in a while to actually have a business card that said president of the Hicksville Chamber of Commerce. And we spread it all over the place. If I was in Brooklyn, somebody would get a chamber card. And you'd be amazed, no matter where I went, if I wanted to get into a business, that card got me in. They'd be like, well, Hicksville, where's that? I don't know. He's the president. Uh, <laughs> he must somebody, be important. Somebody better talk to him. But again, it was all for good stuff. But um, if you really do it and you want to do it right, it can literally turn into a full-time job. It really, really can. And there's always something happening. We became the go-to for everything. It got a little crazy. Well, but I think you were kind of a victim of your own success there. You got yes. very involved. You sunk your teeth into the position. The downside of that is is that nobody wanted to replace you. You couldn't get anybody. And the longer you did it, the more difficult it became because people would say, well, I, I can't replace Lionel. I'm not, you know, and I, and I hear that. It happened in Amityville. They had Marsha Bessemer was a president for 10 years there. And there's another one. And people become fearful. They said, I, I can't do the job because, you know, he knows everybody. And you're very well connected politically. Um, the, the business know you. You're all over the island. I mean, you're just, you know, a, a very... Um, well-ingrained uh, leader in the community. Well, and it's tough. It is, you're a tough shoes to fill. Well, it became to the point where I was so tired and the board knew it. And they said, listen, I've got revitalization and running the chamber. I can't do both. So Mike Rivolo came in. He's going to run the chamber. And I said, Mike, you have a storefront. We don't want people knocking on your door with complaints or issues. I'll deal with that. You run the chamber. Let me deal with all these other meetings and the revitalization stuff. And it's been working out pretty good. That was a smart idea. Very good. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to play a new game. It's called Genie in a Bottle. <laughs> You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You're listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the Maptoons Shoppers Discount Card. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. My three guests this morning, Kathy McGrory-Powell, president of the Wantaw Chamber of Commerce, Lionel Chitty, executive director of the Hicksville Chamber of Commerce, and a board member for the Nassau Council of Chambers, and Ian Danby, chairman of the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce. So, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So, Thank you. Kathy. Yes. Let's say you're walking on Jones Beach, <laughs> and you come across a lantern. Yes. And you open it, and a genie comes out, granting the chamber three wishes. Three wishes. What well, are you asking for? Well, ultimately, I'd like a, you know, unlimited budget, but... Um, <laughs> Well, you have to think about what, you, what your purpose is there. And, and one of my wishes is to bring the community together to keep them to shop locally and uh, to keep fostering those relationships between business owners and 
residents. Um, you know, everybody remembers when they were growing up, they, the guy in the deli knew who you were, knew your order, knew your mom. And I'm fortunate enough to, in my business, I have someone who's been there over 35 years. And she was out recently. And people looked her up on Facebook to say, how are you? So to foster those kinds of relationship, um, and it brings people back into the community. So that would be one, keep fostering those relationships, bring people together and do wonderful things for the community and for the residents. Uh, my second wish would be to get into the schools, um, to have programs that show students what it really is like to own a business and to be an entrepreneur. When I was studying to be a teacher, I student taught, so I got a flavor of what it was. Of course, when you get into the real world, there still are different challenges and obstacles that you can't learn there. Um, just recently, we have a restaurant being re overhauled and redone and bought by a new company, and I would have loved to have the business kids in there to see what his day is like, what he has to go through, what plans he has to make. Because not everybody's Rob Deerdeck, not everybody's, you know, Steve Jobs. And you need to know the reality of it. Um, I would introduce him to two free podcasts on entrepreneurship. Um, and the third would be to, I would love to have a program where we can foster and help businesses start or grow in Wontaw, where you can give them, oh, you know what, this guy's doing on podcasts, so you might want to talk to him. This person does, um, you know, social media. Talk to this person. So they really have a good leg up in starting. And when they come to those obstacles, it's not, well, I got to shut down. It's like, all right, let's push through it because you're going to have growing pains and you're going to have to pay your dues. Maybe we can make those dues and those growing pains a little less painful. Very good. Um, going back to the reference to partnering with the schools, we had the Rockville Center Chamber of Commerce president on a few months ago, and uh, he had a great idea, which they implemented. Um, they've partnered with the local PTAs and in an, in an effort to really promote their businesses. And one of the things they did was they brought the PTA president from the high school, I think it is, on as a board member. And they began to partner on a lot of events with the PTA, which I thought was brilliant, and I never really thought of that. And he said it's been very successful. But on top of that, he said we're just reminding the PT through the PTA, we're reminding the families how vital it is to support the right. businesses in Rockville Center. And if you've ever been to Rockville Center, you know it's a thriving community. Right. Um, we should all be as successful as Rockville Center. But little things like that. Yes. Um, it's an excellent idea. But yeah. we actually have a program that's going to be starting in the fall where the art department is going to come to us and we're going to work with the art department where we do have some really talented students who in art and they're going to showcase their work in certain restaurants or certain places and we do have some of those that can foster that can you know that warrant you know like pipeline coffee which will also be in Rockville Center they, they would be the perfect place to have um, someone's art up there and then the word will go out and people can go into that business and the artist gets exposure. And I already started speaking with the business department about what we can do with this. And the heads of 612 are very good friends of mine, so we all work together. So good. I'm going to talk to Rockville Center and see more about what they do. I'm going to make a, another uh, referral to you to reach out to the Malvern Chamber of Commerce. They do, this is their second year now, uh, an annual local art show where the residents literally, if they kind of get a, a little um, mm -hmm. legend and they f go around town and they check out all the art. And I'm not totally sure how it works. But yeah, they mentioned that at the council mm -hmm. um, a month ago. Or, yeah, and it, it was seemed to be very successful to them. 
good for them. Uh, a number of years ago, uh, I worked with the the Wantaw Chamber, um, and they had a junior chamber of still commerce. Still have the junior chamber. You still have what role does that serve? Well, unfortunately, the junior chamber. Not unfortunately, but um, I would like to make them more of a business oriented chamber. These kids are phenomenal. Uh, when we had the Winter Wonderland, they they do it for service credit. When they had the Winter Wonderland, they were in charge of the swag bags, and they were on top of everything. They were so professional. I had no trouble leaving them with any type of responsibility. And they come to the ribbon cuttings, and they help out there. And anything they can do to offer help with you know, the egg hunt, and they're there for that. And I would really like to get them to see more of the business side of it. But I, tonight, actually, is the dinner that we're going to be going to. And... Uh, Really, really great kids. So I'm glad that they have the chamber. I'd like to bring them in more and give them more responsibilities. How do you uh, motivate these kids to get involved? I, th- I mean, I think it's great. I don't know of any other chamber that has a junior chamber of commerce within the chamber. You, you have to be present. And, you know, I was chamber, um, not chamber, I was booster president, co-president for three years. And I ran the snack shack. And I was very visible there. And my business is very visible. And I'm not a quiet person, so, <laughs> you know, I'm very visible. So if they get to know you and you bring it to where it's interesting to them, they'll come around. It's great. I love it. Um, Ian, same question for the Long Beach Chamber, except you're walking in the front of the Alegria Hotel. Oh, really? On the beach there, <laughs> and you stumble across the lantern. What are you so looking sure. at? You know, um, I've been I've been listening to these very good ideas. My uh, my desire would be to have a professional grant writer join our board, because um, money is always mm. an issue, and um, we don't currently have anybody who knows how to write for grants. And I think it's very important. I've seen people who are these grant writers, and they can do tremendous value to uh, give tremendous uh, tremendous value to any organization by bringing the money on board so my, that would be my number one desire would to have that um, uh, my number two would be to get the younger people involved so it's very interesting that you talk about having a, a younger uh, a junior, a junior chamber, chamber of commerce that's a great idea we have worked in the past with um, the Long Beach High School and they have a business curriculum and they do a business Olympics, which I think is fantastic with the kids. What's that? It's uh, uh, basically the kids get together and form a business, a, a virtual business. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they um, demonstrate that. It's a countrywide thing. I forget the exact name of the organization that runs that. But I think it's a fantastic idea. And I would love to get them more involved with an angle of having generally a younger membership in the chamber. Yes. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce tends to be people who have been in business for a while. It's, it's more the 35 up, 45 up. But there are so many businesses today. Um, the, the young entrepreneurs, the people who are working in the WeWork places. We have a place called Bridgeworks in Long Beach, which is a, a WeWork style um, place where you can just go and have a desk and work. And there's so many more. What do they call the the what do they call those? Lab, um, something lab or whatever, you know, where you can... Incubator? Yes. Incubator. Incubator, yeah. Incubator, yes. Right. Well, anywhere where you get a lot of people together that are independently working, that's going to be a good incubation. But um, I would like to see more of those people recognize what a chamber could do, recognize the opportunities that, that, that are there, and recognize the power of coming together as a community to all get involved. So those would be my... 
big wishes. Um, I know it's only two. But, <laughs> I was going to say, I think, did, did but, we? But I think that. It's <laughs> okay. I think you said more money. Okay. Yeah, more money in the beginning. More, more money, more <laughs> money, more money. Yes. <laughs> the first two are money, right. Okay, and Lionel. Um, Hicksville's a landlocked community, so how about you strolling along, playing a round of golf at Cania Park Golf Course, and uh, lying there in the corner is a lantern. You open it up, and you've got three wishes for your chamber. My you first thing would want? be a decent-sized, dedicated space. As you remember, we had that small chamber office, which was good for meetings. It was that was great that you had, they had their own. Oh, you have uh, Long Beach has an office. Yes, we have. Yes, uh, Wantor does nothing. not. <laughs> we had one. You had an adorable little uh, and office now that's right grown, there. So now we're virtual. Um, and the reason I like to want the space is not for meetings and stuff. We want to take our meetings on the road, but a place where people can come in, sit down, have a conversation, maybe get on the computer, maybe something like we are uh, we we work spaces, things of that nature, and be able to talk to these businesses because people have problem with the advent of technology. You had some businesses that didn't know what social media was. You're killing yourself. Right. Oh, forget the internet. Well, you know what? You need to jump on board. You need to jump on board, and we needed a space to do that instead of running around trying to put all these different programs together. So that would be definitely beneficial. Next, I want more young people involved. We were fortunate enough when we did have the office to have some uh, interns coming from the high school and from SUNY or Westbury. They have a call program where first-year students are mandated to put in at least 40 hours. These kids were phenomenal. I would say take this spreadsheet and do this. We had a couple of groups. They actually went out and knocked on doors. They got members for us. It was insane, and it helped build up their confidence. Mm -hmm. And having a young person walk into a business to talk to the owner, the owner's not going to say, get out. He's not going to say, no, what do you want? He's like, what's going on? And they were able, we actually walked them through the whole process of having that sales pitch. Why aren't you part of the chamber? Why don't you come down? Why don't you get involved? And then it also comes down to funding. We would love to have some funding set aside for a small business fund. Um, if you wanted to retrofit, if you wanted a small, tiny loan, start you out, build your credit, things of that nature, because things are crazy out there. Mm. And, you know, if you're having a permit issue and you need to do something as per law, it can cost you a ton of money. So we wanted to find some way to have a small business fund set aside. We actually had that as part of the uh, revitalization program where that was going to be a backup to take some of that money, put it aside for small businesses in case they needed to do some reinvesting or uh, be able to change some stuff. But again, I think all three of us pretty much have the same thing in yeah. common. We need to get the young people in. I would like that dedicated space and ultimately funding. Yeah, that's the common thread here for sure is the young people. Um, and, and I noticed that, you know, a young business owner will join the chamber out of the gate because they hear through the grapevine that you should get the chamber that's involved. That's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> but, <Right>. I think, <laughs> but I think that the mistake business owners make is they think that by joining the chamber, business is going to explode. <laughs> and, you know, I've talked to many business owners who say, yeah, I joined the chamber, but um, really didn't do anything for me. And I'd say, well, did you go to the meetings? I don't really have time to go to the meetings. <laughs> did you get involved with the street fair this year? Uh, I'm really busy. Um, so all they do is write the check. And after that first year, they say, well, well, I don't know what happened. Like, my business just didn't take off. And a lot of them drop out after that first year, just, you know, or it's a lot of old people or whatever. And that's not really the case. But you do get you do get some young young business owners who come in and really run with it. Yeah. And uh, every chamber's got a few of them, but we could certainly use more. I, I think it's up to the chamber to develop the events and develop the benefits that are going to attract them. You got to pull them younger in. People. You have to pull them in, but give them something to do. Give them something that they can get involved with. Because like you just mentioned... Did they get involved? No, they just wrote a check, and they didn't do anything. They expected everything to fall in their lap. 
I think in business in general, after you've been in business for a few years, you realize that, oh, if I don't get up and do something, if I don't pick the phone up, if I don't get answer those emails, I'm not going to get any business. It's the same with any networking. And this is really what we're about right. is a networking community. And if anybody's been in any of these networking meetings, there's plenty of them that go around, you actually have to show up and you have to, have to you get have to involved. And if you do business will come your way. You need to understand, when I started going and knocking on doors, I started asking people, what do you expect from the chamber? And you would get a litany of things. It's like, well, I need help with this, and what about this, and this law's coming down, and what do we do? So I would take those, and we'd start doing it. And then if I didn't see that person that made that suggestion, I'd call them, well, we're doing it. Where the heck are you? Right. I didn't know you were doing it. Did you take a look at the email? No. I said, really, do I have to come knock on your door every meeting to drag you down? <laughs> That's right. I will if I have to. You have but, to give them something will. to be excited about. Exactly. You know, we, we did um, our first St. Patrick's Day parade, and it was huge, huge success. And that night, we had people joining the chamber. You're talking about this year? You did your first St. Patrick's? <laughs> yes. Wow. March 17th, we had 51,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> That's remarkable. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So we – and when you start a new chamber, you have to kind of prove yourself and we get that. So people might be leery and not – might want to join and it's like, let us prove ourselves and then you come. And they see that and they see that we really are working hard and they see that we really are trying to bring new eyes to their business because that's our purpose is to foster and promote their business. And we say we have an excellent, excellent social media VP, Marilyn Rich. Get your information to her. We'll put it out on our Facebook page. Well, we're knocking on doors going, did you send us stuff? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Yes, please. You have this coming up. You have that coming up. We'll take photos if you can't do it. If you don't know how to do it, we have the apps on our phones. We'll do it for you. We are there to help you. So like you said, you have to knock on doors, get them involved, but you also have to be excited about it and have them excited about and it. And you need that legitimacy. I think one of the best kudos we got was a couple of developers are coming and they went to the town and they went to the Nassau County IDA. And both of them said, uh, yeah, I think you better talk to the chamber first. And they were like, what? <laughs> if you look at it nationwide, you have some counties where there's a chamber. It's a building. Remember Stephanie Sakana? She got a real job at a chamber. Anything happened in that county? You had to go to the chamber first, wow. period, in the story, or nothing was going to happen. They had the room. They had, everybody was being compensated, paid, a president, all the programs you could ask for. You need a legislator. You have issues. You come talk to us, and they got it done. But we're volunteers, so we can only do as much as we can. I was like, can. wait, someone right. got paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> really you believe it or not. Believe it or not. Uh, Lionel made reference to Stephanie. Stephanie was uh, like the executive she secretary. Was the exec- she was the executive, executive director. director. She was great. She I mean, was phenomenal. Yeah, it was a tough loss. But then she went down to the Carolinas, was uh, it? Georgia. Georgia, and she ran, uh, took a job running like the chamber for the county. Yep. And keep in mind, Queens County has their own Chamber of uh, Commerce yes, as do. well. Yes, um, they do. I've been out there. Yeah, that's, a, that's quite a that's quite an operation. Um, before we take a break, I just uh, Ian, I wanted to just touch base with you for a quick second while we have about a minute here. Uh, it was about five years ago that I worked uh, in your community. It was just a couple years um, after Superstorm Sandy, and the community was still reeling from the effects. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys today? We're still About reeling from seconds. the effects. We're still reeling from the effects. Um, I can walk around the streets and I can't count on my fingers how many homes are still raised. And there's been many, many issues between the New York Rising um, uh, funding to uh, contractors taking on too much work, 
businesses coming and going, businesses um, taking on too much stuff at once. We just had a business go out of out of business because New York State taxes weren't paid, um, and we're trying to rally actually and save them because they were a great business. So we're still reeling is the answer. However, there are a lot a lot of new businesses. Um, there's there's a new brewery coming into town. Everybody's very excited about that. Wow. And uh, I think the future looks bright. It's just a matter of time. Okay, thanks for the update on Long Beach. When we come back, we're going to delve just a little bit deeper into the role of the Chamber of Commerce. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. You're listening to a podcast from LIU Studios. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to this show on your podcast app of choice. For more of our programs or to support LIU Studios, visit WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. I have three of them with me today. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the Maptoons Shoppers Discount Card. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. You can visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. So my three guests with me this morning, Kathy McGrory-Powell, president of the Wontaw Chamber of Commerce, Lionel Chitty, executive director of the Hicksville Chamber of Commerce, and board member for the Nassau Council of Chambers, and Ian Danby, chairman of the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce. I'd like to delve a little deeper into the role of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, In my travels as a salesman, uh, I come across so many businesses who either A, have never heard of a Chamber of Commerce, uh, B, they've heard of the Chamber but nobody's approached them, C, which I get a lot, uh, they were members at one point but got upset by a comment someone made from the board at a meeting and dropped out and never came back, and that was 10 years ago. Uh, And D, um, and I get this still, uh, they think the Chamber of Commerce is a bank. And I always say to them, (laughs) really, (laughs) uh, where is the Chamber of Commerce bank in town? I don't know. I think it's down on uh, Merrick Road somewhere, you know. Anyway. Um, Now, I'm going to make a sweeping generalization here, um, but I'm going to open it up to you, Lionel. Why wouldn't a chamber – I'm sorry. Why wouldn't a business want to join the Chamber of Commerce? I, for the life of me, have never really understood it. Um, I'm a small business owner. Any help I can get, any direction, any networking opportunities I could get involved in, I would. But listen, uh, especially in Hicksville, you've got businesses that have been around for 30, 40, 50 years. They've been involved. They got tired. Business changed, whatever the case may be. I've still got people screaming at me, Hicksville's changed so much in the past 40 years. I'm like, 40 years? <laughs> Where have you been? But um, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, typically, people wait till something happens to their business. Then they reach out. Something negative. Something negative. The town came and gave me a summons, my certificate of occupancy, I need a permit for this, um, a water main broke, any and everything under the sun, that's when they would call the chamber. And I said, listen, we'll do what we can, but you need to show up at a meeting at some point to come meet me. And I would physically make them come down and sit and talk with me. I'd get their information. And I would ask them, why wouldn't you join the chamber? And they'd come up with some reason or excuse. I could probably get 
Uh, 50% of the people that came down actually joined. Yeah, because my numbers um, that I have, you, typically it's about 10% of the business population belongs to the chamber. Some towns, maybe a little more, but never more than 20%. And that's a low number when you, when you really stop to think about it. Uh, Ian, how, do you, how does the Long Beach Chamber go about um, bringing in new membership? That's probably the, uh, if I had the exact answer to say, yes, this is how you do it. Um, I don't that's, think we'd be sitting here be today. <laughs> that's your third genie in the bottle. Be My third genie in the bottle, yes. Uh, I think you said it before. The people join when they first start a business. They think, oh, I should join the chamber because business is just going to come to me. Um, but we've been, as a, as a new board, we've been working on this uh, for about three years now. And we're constantly looking to say, well, how can we benefit? Uh, a small business owner. And obviously, we as board members joined and are volunteering on the board because we see the benefit behind it. And the benefit primarily is networking, but there are so many other avenues. And we're in a changing world now, especially with retail. It used to be that a lot of the retailers would join the Chamber of Commerce and they would get more business through that. But nowadays, with the, the advent of Amazon, with the advent of pretty much anything you can buy, you can buy it online. Um, it's a changing world. It's more professionals now, right? It is more professionals. I'd like to see um, more of the new people I mentioned before, the people who are non non-traditional businesses. In fact, one of the things that we promote in, in the Long Beach Chamber is we, we're advocates for the business, especially with the city of Long Beach. So that means we actually meet once a month with the city of Long Beach and talk about all the different things. The Chamber of Commerce meets with the city of Long Beach? Chamber of Commerce meets on a monthly basis. That's We've great. been very successful in a number of things, particularly in sanitation. Beautification is a huge thing for the chamber. Um, we're currently discussing, we, we purchased last year planters all along the uh, main business street, and now we're extending that to the west end and hopefully to the east end as well. And we're working directly with the city of Long Beach, who are providing the planters, we're providing some money, they're providing some money. Um, we've worked with the city of Long Beach to change the sanitation rules because the city came up with a new schedule and we said, wait a minute, wait a minute, you can't, you can't say you can put your garbage out from 8.30 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. You have to give them exact times. Right, and nobody so, wants their garbage sitting out on the Right, and we, and we have a huge issue with the garbage on the main street of Long Beach because there is no access to the back of the building for many of those businesses. And there are restaurants there, and they have to put the garbage out right in the middle of the street. So we've worked extensively, and currently the, um, the head of the sanitation in the city has been very good with us. We're putting out, as we speak, they're walking around with laminates showing the code for all the businesses. They're going to enforce the rules because that's part of it as well is the, is the enforcement. But uh, from a, a chamber point of view, it's something that is almost unseen by a new business coming in that we're advocating for the businesses with the city. So I think that's a, a, a huge thing. That's great to hear that. Kathy, how's yeah. your relationship with the town of Hempstead? Oh, I love the town of Hempstead. <laughs> Do you have um, – uh, they have anyone from the, from the town a member of the, uh, of the chamber? Um, not specific. Well, or maybe politicians. Yes. Well, we have Steve Rhodes. Steve Rhodes, who he's is from the county. Assemblyman? Yes. He's, from the, he's a legislator from the county. Legislator. And uh, Aaron King Sweeney is um, very much um, a friend and uh, literally a neighbor. So we have very good um, communication with her. I was just at her house two weeks ago with a bunch of other people from town of Hempstead and from Chambers discussing. She was looking to see where she can help businesses and how she can help Chambers. 
Um, so I think we have a, a really good relationship with the municipalities. But um, I think Wantaw is also very unique in the fact that we have a large amount of people who were born and raised there. Yes. And not only that, but some of those businesses that we opened up were people who live there. So they have a vested interest in not just the town itself, but the businesses succeeding. And, um, you know, we really do help each other out. Uh, so I think that's how it's easier for us to have more members because they kind of know us on different levels. And we go out there and we promote ourselves. And I love to see people succeed. I really do. And I bring that across. I'm like, please help. Let me help you. I've got a fabulous team here. All go-getters and really great people. Let us help you. Let us, give us a chance. And that's it. And, you know, and they start seeing things that you're doing. And, you know, Long Beach has a huge community and so does Hicksville. My God, I, I don't, I don't think I would ever answer my phone. Isn't <laughs> that yet? Yet you threw a, a, a parade that drew 51,000 people. Well, so. yeah. And as we kept walking down the street, we're like, holy cow, holy cow. So yeah, 51 of my 51,000 of my friends and family, I said. <laughs> um, so, you know, even like the, the phone, the chamber has a phone and I have it going directly to my cell phone because A, I'm not carrying around two phones and B, I want to be accessible and I want to help everybody. And, and you do get a lot of different people calling you for different things. Uh, it's raining. Do you think that the Bob Seger concert is still going to go on Jones Beach? Well, <laughs> you are the gateway to Jones <laughs> That's Beach. That's not my area of expertise, but I have been there in the rain. So, yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. and and I got, you know, a, a history lesson from a charming old man from a Wantaw, who was telling me about how the Irish helped with the American Legion. And, you know, we talked about my heritage and his heritage. And then I had somebody asking me if I can give them a permit, a uh, note saying that they're allowed to put their pod on their lawn and not the street. I'm like, you might want to call the town on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, the chamber. But it's nice that they come to you. They for do. That. And, you know, like I said, I like helping people. So um, most 99% of the calls are really uh, very positive. And people are. You're generally good, and uh, so we just really try to be there for them. I love to hear when local residents open up a business in town. It's, that always does my heart a lot of good. And it's strange, too, because a good portion – not a good portion, but there's a bunch of people in Wontaw that I actually went to college with, and we were in the same dorm, you know, and we wow. meet up in Wontaw. And as a former teacher from Valley Stream, I have several of my former students living – one of them actually taught my kids, you know, so I just find it, it just has such a great spirit around it, you know, such a hominess around it. And we really kind of want to facilitate that and foster that. And Yeah. Um, Lionel, I'm convinced that if you wanted to run for a town supervisor, <laughs> you might be able to unseat my good no, friend, Joe Saladino. I, I, I you're very well connected. Joe's doing a great job. <laughs> yes. um, you've, you're, you're deeply embedded um into the town of, of Oyster Bay. You've got great relationships there. Um, but that didn't happen overnight. No, no, it did not. When I first went into Hicksville, you know, I remember Hicksville where we went to Goldman Brothers to get boots. Mm -hmm. You know, you went to Sears to go shopping and all that's changed now. And I started looking around. We have a very large South Asian population and a very large Hispanic population. So I would talk to people and they were like, we don't have a large Hispanic population. I said, wait till the sun goes down and walk down the streets. And they would go, where did they come from? I was like, they're working all day. And then they come home. And the South Asian population, you've got cultural clashes. So I joined their Rotary group and I got to understand them. And when you see the differences, you know, I get phone calls from people, I need a permit for this, can you give it to me? I'm like, no, you need to go to the town. 
um, can you go with me? People were actually afraid to go to a municipality to, to get information. They were literally nervous. You know, there maybe there's a language barrier. Maybe they don't understand or maybe there are other things behind the scene. So we did a lot of that just to build up that trust. And I think we built up so much people still call. They still see me. They still reach out for stuff. But the Hicksville Chamber took on basically the go-to organization for everything, even though there were civic groups, even though there was a community council. We were the lead when it came to revitalization. We were the lead when it came to events. We were the lead when it came to dealing with the municipalities, the town, the county, even the state. And we did it. And we did it. And again, it does take a lot of time. But, you know, it's amazing when you sit there and you talk to the different cultures and they say, I came to Hicksville because of whatever. I like the neighborhood. It's close to the train station. I actually like the people that are there. When you talk to somebody like Bill Foley, who takes, who used to take care of Kennedy Memorial Park by himself. Yeah, sure. I'm he'd be out there by himself with his daughter. It's blazing sun. He's in his 80s and he's planting flowers. I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of here. He goes, no, we that's, need to do this. That's passion. We yeah. need to do it. So, again. Every community is great, and it's got this special thing. Sometimes you just need to crowd in a little bit. Well, you have a burgeoning uh, South Asian uh, Indian population. Um, Indian and Pakistani. Be careful. Pakistan. <laughs> well, that's why you're on, to correct me or educate me. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you go about um, reaching out to that community and including them into in the Chamber of Commerce? Or do they have their own... Organization. They had other organizations. We are in their. They are in their third iteration of their South Asian Chamber. I actually know the people that head that now, and they started it because they got tired of the nonsense. People were taking advantage, and they started. What nonsense? Nonsense from the Hicksville Chamber? Nonsense or? from amongst themselves. You know, everybody wants to be in charge, and all this is the good stuff. I won't get into it. So they started their own right in Hicksville, and we kind of worked together because I can't do it all anymore. When they have meetings, they don't have specifically the business owner, they have their accountants, their financial people, their doctors, the professionals who really don't come out. And they come to these events. They come to the religious events. They come to learn. They come to get educated. And these guys are pretty wealthy. But again, they'll only come for their specific stuff. But as they come into the community, their needs start blending in with everybody else's needs, and they don't know how to go talk to the town. I've had people start work on a building with no permits. Mm. And then 20 minutes later, they get shut down. And they call me. What do I do? I'm in trouble. Calm down. Let's get in the car. Make a phone call. We'll sit down. And the town will even say, listen, we're not here to beat you up. We just want to get you into compliance. We want people to do it right the first time instead of just doing something and then having to go back and fix it. So that's been a lot of my time also. And helping out the existing businesses to make sure they can stay. It's been, it's been challenging. Even if, if, though I'm not the president anymore, the community is still there. And they still reach out to us for everything. And how is membership with the Indian and Pakistan uh, Pakistani population? With our chamber? Yes. Very little. So that goes back to my question. How, how do you reach out to them to include them and make them feel that they're part of? To get them included, it's not become join our chamber. It's become more come to our events. We just had our street fair. We saw the largest amount of the South Asian population ever at our street fair this year. And it was great. It was great. And everybody on the board goes, this is fantastic. You start seeing a little bit more of a different mix because their way of doing business is starkly different from our traditional way of doing business. They want to know somebody. They keep it amongst themselves mm -hmm. and their different sects within. I don't really want to get into it. But to get them to join our chamber, it's going to be like, okay, what, what do I get from it? Who am I going to get in front of? Uh, you grow your business. Uh, that's not what I want to do. So we let them do their thing. We do ours. But again, we want them to participate in our events because they do live here. Well, let me look. People are, are, are clannish mm -hmm. in nature. They, they are. 
But at some point, your community is going to have to, and it's I, I see it slowly happening. Yes. But it's going to have to come together mm-hmm. because that South Asian population is really becoming a big part of Hicksville. It's and you can't you really now. can't have a, a divided no, chamber. No. You really want to incorporate everybody. So I guess that's one of your challenges moving forward. When I came in, I heard I went to my board and I heard the well, we don't like them and they don't like us. And I was like, okay, guys, stop. People just didn't understand. Business is business. You'll never see us one of their stores stay empty for more than 30 days because somebody else will always come in and try yeah. to give it a shot. They're very entrepreneurial. But now with the revitalization process, they're buying properties, they're owning properties, so now they're starting to come out. They come to the chamber and go, okay, so what's going on? I want to know. Good. That was a good catalyst for us. Very good. Okay, we have just a few minutes left, and I promised each one of you you'd have uh, 30 seconds just to tell us about your business um, so our listeners uh, um, can support you. Ian? Yes, name of my business is Cybernet. We are a web development, web hosting, software programming company. We primarily do SEO, which is search engine optimization. So we help businesses um, on the internet with pretty much all aspects of their digital marketing. And uh, we're really good at it. www.cybernetny.com. Great. Kathy? Okay, so we are Universe Home Services, and we started out as Universe Appliance, and we do HVAC, which is gas heat. We do conversions from oil to gas. We do um, central air, ductless, electrical, um, plumbing, solar, and home house, whole house water filtration systems. So we really do one call, does it all. And 781-6565, www universehomeservices.com and you can follow us on Instagram too. And Lionel J. Chitty, not to be confused with the other Lionel Chitties of the world. Lionel J. Chitty Associates uh, was born out of the need to have an organization. I was approached by a college years ago to do outreach on Long Island for them. So I've turned it into business development, uh, basically kind of doing what the chamber does. You need stuff, you, you need some help, you need a little bit of direction, some information as to what's going on outside of your business. That's where I feel the need. Great. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and by the MapTunes Shoppers Discount Card. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. My name is Mark Snyder. Special thanks to superstar engineer Ryan Collins. Uh, Coming up next, Project Independence and You. They've got a great show planned for you today. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Please be safe out there.